one message for you took from your aunt. Uh-huh. She will bust both of you in the head. You know who me? It's not rocket science, you know. I think you, like me, um, have a face for radio. You know who me? If we don't play, we can play as we got. The next man up. That's why it sucks. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. This kind of unprofessionalism does not need to be tolerated. And I mean it. Like, you know who me? You know who me? You know who me? You know who me? What the hell is going on here? Let's all hang up. Another episode of the BS Podcast. Hang on. Hang on. Moran. Hang on. There's all kinds of noise in my ear now. Oh, jeez. We need a little bit more professionalism. Alabama Sports Podcast. Alabama. Austin P. The beginning of hate week. Not really much to talk about, you know? Josh, when I'm doing the intro to the show, you shut your stinking mouth. I'm. You just interrupted greatness, and I don't appreciate I don't it. I don't know if I'd call it that, but... <laughs> it's the Bama Sports Review. Bama, Austin P-Pants. Oh, shoot. I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> All right, ladies Austin, and gentlemen. Austin Dash P-Pants? No. In three, two, one. Everybody, roll tide. Welcome back to the BS Sports Pod. What is the name of this podcast again? Bullshippy Podcast. Okay. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me run that back. In three, two, one. One roll tide, everybody. It is I, the Q Dog, in the Bama Sports Review Podcast. Whatever the name of that, man. It's not my best day. <laughs> in the virtual studio with Josh Moran from the Moran Brothers. Today we have Wild Bill and his Bama Bullet Points, and our saving correspondent, Miss Cindy Smith, is in the house, baby. It's time to get whoa, 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 whoa. it. Oh, that's right. What like they, I what said, do they call, what do they call wives from back in the day in the Wild West? What were they called? What did they call them? Uh, I think it was wives. A wife? wife? No, they had a word for them. Uh, can't think of it. Whatever. Ooh, I remember. Wife. Pretty. Nah, there's a different word, but I forgot. What do you call it's... your wife in 2022? Baby. I've heard you call her Mel. Melly, yeah. Okay. Quincy calls her Mel. I do from time to time. I do from time to time. Well, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it's it's hate week, and and we have to qualify that with saying it's football hate week because this is the week we uh, play. Auburn hate week. Auburn, yeah, it's Auburn hate week because we have another one for Tennessee. We enjoy two hate weeks when it comes to. College football. I hate LSU. I hate LSU. There's a That's lot to get to in this particular show. I don't hate LSU. I, I'm actually a fan, unless they're playing Alabama. But there is a lot to get to when it comes to the Bama Sports Review this week. The BS Podcast is brought to you by Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Want to be a better man? Want to be a better husband? Better father? Better lover? Check out the Man vs. Marriage podcast on every single platform. Um, email me, Quincy at mvsmpodcast.com. 
and we will take your questions there. Now, on to bigger and better things. We're talking the Alabama-Austin P game, Josh. And I got to say, as we get into this particular recap, I'll set the stage for you. Alabama has an extraordinary outing like we have not seen them before. They won 76 to nothing against Austin P. Austin P got one yard rushing, zero yards passing. Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Henry Toho to Toho, and the defense completely shut them down. Alabama's offense, 9,000 yards. Doesn't that sound like the game you watched? <laughs> Uh, well, that sounds like the game I watched if they didn't have their freaking coach on the sideline. Yeah, that's so, I'll that, tell you right now. Nick Nick Saban needs to hire that guy. Get uh, a line right out away. on this man. Yeah, we gotta we gotta the find him. Yeah. So, Josh, we yeah, we yeah. look here and uh, you know just to be real about it, Alabama wins thirty four to nothing. Fantastic. We did get a shutout. Bryce Young was touched more on Saturday night than at a junior high prom. Um, he was blasted. I mean, just a clean sack where it nearly snapped his spine in half. Um, the offensive line, abysmal, just letting those guys push them all over the place. But uh, what are your thoughts on the game 34 to nothing? The hardest part of the entire game was getting you to focus on the game because you were not interested. But it is what it is. At the game, it wasn't that exciting. I mean, it, we were already playing Austin P. We've lost two games. Uh, it wasn't. It was hard to get into it. I mean, we had fun though. You know, talking. However, Tennessee got whooped. USC almost lost. Now, how about this? USC is going to lose next week to Notre Dame. All right, I'm putting it out there. They probably won't, but let's just hope for that. LSU loses to Georgia. Clemson loses to South Carolina this week. They just whooped Tennessee, so they're capable. Who knows? And, uh, and then you have the top four, and then guess who's the fifth team? Bama. It's irrelevant. Ohio because... State, Michigan, one of them's going to lose. So does it – let me – okay, since we're getting into this now, does a one-loss one Michigan finish ahead of a two-loss Alabama? I don't think so because of the losses. Well, I'll tell you this. Two losses on the road by last play of the game by three points or less. Better watch out, man. They're going to hate us. <laughs> it could happen, bro. It could I've been happen. telling you, man, it, it would be hilarious for that to happen again and all the haters to come out of the woodwork and just cry about Alabama. I love your tears. Well, I drink them. It would have been it would have been better if uh, USC would have went ahead and lost, but uh, did you even watch the game? No. I did not watch the game. It was back and forth, touchdown, 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 and then uh, UCLA finally got a stop. They got the ball back with like one minute and a half left, and they got through the interception. USC lost or won by three. So that would have took them out of it. Clemson's number seven in the AP poll, but in the playoff poll, we're ahead of them. So I don't know if that win even puts them ahead of us. How is that even possible? that we're ahead of Clemson as a one loss. Have you looked at any of these other teams' schedules? I know. They're I not get the, that, they're I, not I, good. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. They're in the well, ACC. But the issue is, is we are so lost. sloppy. We are so sloppy. It is pitiful. It doesn't matter. All I'm saying is, it. I don't know if y'all remember a few years back, a lot of crazy stuff happened, and we ended up getting in. 
it could yeah. happen again. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, I, I tell you, one of the things I commented on to you, like we were sitting there watching it, and it's a, a set, what is it, 7-2 and two, Austin P Again, no, no. Seven, yeah, it was 7-3. Seven and three. Seven and three Austin P and, and, and two Alabama. Eight and two Alabama. And I look at that and I go, There's something so offensive about that. To have our records so close. Um but you did mention one thing we did like is that uh, we did like the energy of that coach for Austin P. And uh we were hoping that uh in the middle of the game Coach Saban would fire Bill O'Brien and send that coach up to the box to coach for us so uh we could get some of that energy on our side. He won me over with the halftime uh with the halftime interview. Yeah, that was his moment. I think that was his interview. I really do. That was his interview yeah. and uh that dude knows what I don't think that's his interview. I think there would be more. Well, you know, also in-depth interviews. No, that was his interview. That was the way to get it done. So with that, you know, um, let's jump into uh, Wild Bill and his Bama bullet points. And I tell you what, if I leave this segment this week without covering the stats, I give Josh full authority to give me a swipe right across the lips. Just pow. Just blast me because I am not handling my fiduciary responsibilities appropriately. Wild Bill, let's get into it, buddy. What you got? All right, seven. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. Jermaine Burton, seven catches for 128. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up. Y'all know the thing. Y'all know the thing. You got to wait till I do the thing and then the other thing, and then, then you go. Okay, I'll reset it. It's time for Wild Bill and his memorable points on the BS Podcast. We're going to get one of those. We're going to get something like that. Okay? Okay, one of the things we do teach Aunt Cindy from here on out is the control D. For muting the mic. All right. So as we jump into Alabama, Austin P, and Wild Bill's battle bullet points, number seven. Take it away, Wild Bill. Jermaine Burton, seven catches, 128 yards, and two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. He had his shining moment against none other than the world juggernaut of college football, Austin P. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, super, super sized man. He's awesome. He's been killing it all year. Y'all may have to correct me. I don't remember our number seven catching a pass, or was he playing? He dropped the first one. I know that. Jacory did. I know he dropped one, the first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I didn't I think see he made a player too. I didn't see. The start. So anyway, all right. The number three. Number three. We had three turnovers and we had three takeaways. So we're still we finally. Yeah. <laughs> you know. The, you know what's three pitiful? Three turnovers against Austin P. It's awesome. Didn't didn't wasn't there a stat that said for this season we are minus two? No, it's more than that. I think. Is it is it minus seven? Somebody fact-check me on that. I think it's like minus seven. 
Well, um, I, I can give you the number 12. What's the uh, number 12? That is the number of turnovers that we have forced this year. <laughs> so, 12 in 11 games. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And we've played three patty cakes. Yeah. We played three patty cakes, and we got 12. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right, the number 17. 17. Chase McClellan, 17 carries for 156 yards. Yeah, he played well. Dude, I'm uh, I'm very impressed with uh, McClellan and his just dirty attitude when he gets the football. You know, he had uh, early on in the year, he had a crucial fumble. Um, yep. I think it was against, uh, was it A&M? Or was it against uh, Tennessee? It was one of those games. He had a crucial fumble. And I looked at him, and I'm like, get his tail off the field. It's the same thing I said about Brooks when he dropped that pass. No, Burton. Uh, no, it was Brooks. When he dropped that pass uh, on Saturday, I'm like, get – this is the 11th game of the season, and you are dropping passes that hit you in the hands. Get – out. Get out. Yeah, why are we not getting better throughout the season? I don't know. Um, we don't need to be in the playoffs. <laughs> we got some diversity hires over there. <laughs> That's why I'm saying, man, uh, th- this team this team is just not what we're used to. But with that being said, you've got to be impressed with McClellan getting 17 for – well over a buck fifty. That is that's fantastic. I don't care who you are. That's awesome, right there. And the Golden Gopher from Hueytown had ten carries for fifty-one yards. That's five for... yards a carry, gentlemen and lady. If you're doing the math, <laughs> <laughs> look, look, Josh. I had to insert yeah. that for our special guest today. That's right, for your beloved. For the Hueytown right. Golden Gopher. She is the Golden Gopher. Her town. All right, the last the last point, number 21. The number 21. The point spread for Saturday is 21 to 25.5. So what's, whatever it's going to end up at, but that's what it is. Started at 21.5. It doesn't matter about Cornell, Cadillac, Williams. And all of his hot and jot and junk. Carnell, Carnell sounds like he ought to be running for Senate in Georgia. <laughs> he <needs laughs> I mean, to, honestly. He needs to go over there and help Herschel out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stop. Two, take two, bra- two brains make one in that case. <laughs> Stop talking about them demon babies, Herschel. <laughs> anyway, so let's take a look. Uh, the demon baby and the demon baby. That's uh, but I think it is sad that we only have four. Hey, we need those good gas-guzzling calls. We got the good emissions on them. Go ahead with your thought there, Uncle Bill. I think it is sad that our defense has forced 12 turnovers in 11 ball games. Yeah, I think they it's... couldn't tackle Herschel Walker if he was playing at Georgia football. Go dogs! Brought to you by Herschel Walker. Um, I think it's. Uh, I think it just speaks to this season uh, overall and the layers of disappointment because 
now seeing that Tennessee lost, and you know, I, and I am I am sad that uh, Hendon Hooker got hurt. I I really think he's a class act. But looking at what has happened, you know, with Tennessee losing, there is so much shoulda, coulda, woulda if this team had ten percent more discipline, ten percent more desire, ten um, percent more when it comes to their ability to close. And the sad part is, is that they could have had it in Knoxville. They could have had it in Death Valley. And either way, this would be a different story. And yeah. it's not. And It's about it, it, to be a different story, baby. We're about to make the playoffs. If we do, it's playoffs. just... Yeah. Playoffs. 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 You talking about playoffs? <laughs> Let's talk, as, uh, since we're in Bama, uh, the Wild Bill Bama Bullet Point segment, let's talk about our predictions from last week. Um, Uncle Bill, you said that Alabama was going to be plus 40. And I have to tell you, hands down, you're the guy who got it the closest. What did I yes. say? Um, Joshua, you were 42-21. Um, Austin Dash, 48-7. And the big Q, 63 to 13. You didn't know they had that coach. Hey, listen, you know, uh, when we get into the, the segment with the Aunt Cindy and the Saban correspondent, you're going to hear some things that Coach Saban said, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly. But, um, you know, just looking at that, there there's some bright points. I know we got to play a lot of players. But, you know, finally Burton comes along, and, and it's like, man, where has this been? And then uh, three turnover, three turnovers, three takeaways. That means that we're we're zero, we're zero, we're at zero against Austin P. It's flat when it comes to the takeaway game. That's disgusting. That's unacceptable for an Alabama standard, in my opinion. Um, they had the goat over there on the sideline, bro. The goat. I'm uh, I'm very happy that Roydell got you know his ten carries. I really think. I, I just think he needs more. I really do. As a bruiser back, he needs more carries. Um, and then you I know, think we would have been better off if we had just ran those two fellas and just had uh, Gibbs in on third down or something. Gibbs wasn't going to play. Well, I'm talking about the whole season. Oh. Well, as we get into it here, let's take a look at uh, the stats. The team stats is brought to you by joshmoran.com. If you're feeling, Why is it brought to you by me? If you're feeling down on life, just go to joshmoran.com. There you'll find everything you need to start a camping adventure. <laughs> Cheer you up. You will also find ways to make your wife happier at the end of the day. That's joshmoran.com. Go to joshmoran.com for all your if needs. You're feeling, if you're feeling down on your life, here's a picture of Josh Moran. It'll make you feel better. Here we go. So first downs. Not. The... Uh, the Governors had 12. Whatever. Alabama, Crimson Tide, 27. Come on, Mo. Come on, Mo. Um, third down efficiency. Nobody even heard that. Leave her alone, dude. You shut your mouth. 3 of 13 for the Governors. The Crimson Tide, 5 of 12. That is pitiful, boys. Boys yeah. and gal. That is pitiful. What are, we, what are we doing now? 5 of 12 what? Third 5 down. of 12 on third down. Uh, Austin P. The Governors came to town, and they went 0 for 2 on fourth down, and the Tide went 3 for 3. Um, why did we have to go on fourth down three times against Austin P? 
Um, total yards. All season. Total yards. Austin P had a mighty 206, so kudos to the defense. Um, Alabama, 527 yards. Passing yards. Austin P, 147. Bryce Young, two, well, Alabama, 264. Uh, the stats otherwise, you know, will break down. I think Milrow had two completions. It said Ty Simpson had two completions, but I don't even remember him playing. So. We had 500 yards of offense and only had 30-something points. Yeah, he come in, uh, Milrow, after Milrow threw the interception, Ty come in. Oh, we must have missed that. When, when, when you were forwarding, fast-forwarding to catch up to real time, we missed Ty Simpson throwing the ball. Um, uh, so, wing it. looks like, uh, what's that? He can Did he look it. good? Yeah. yeah, he can he can slang that okay. ball, son. We saw, okay, but see, so that's Mil, the thing. So Milrow needs to be a running back next I, year. Agreed. We saw this in the spring game when Ty Simpson went out and dominated. It, it was the second team defense, but he dominated it. He was throwing ropes, so I think he's more he's more. Saving that guy soft, man. Uh, and now, once we once we go and we some stuff that Coach Saban said. I, think I can't wait. I can't wait, dude. I cannot wait. And that's what I'm saying. Hey, man, A.J. McCarron, come back and coach the offense uh, for the bowl game, please. So, completions, uh, Austin P. 20 of 33. Um, Alabama, 22 of 30. Yards per pass, Austin P. Pants, 4.5 yards. Uh, Alabama, 8.8. <laughs> 8. Uh, interceptions thrown, Austin P. Through two, which that was a, that was a really nice – a nice couple interceptions. Alabama throws one. Uh, rushing yards. This tells a big story. 59 for the Governors. 263 yards for the Crimson Tide. Rushing attempts. 25 for Austin Peepants. And Alabama had 45. And yards per rush. You're looking at 2.4 for the Governors. And our Alabama Crimson Tide, 5.5 yards a carry. Penalties. 3 of 30 versus 4 of 30 for Alabama. Turnovers. Both teams had three turnovers. Fumbles lost. Oh, look at that. The Govs only had one. Bama had two. Interceptions thrown. Uh, two for the Governors. One for the University of Alabama. Time of possession, 24-19 for the Governors and 35 of, uh, minutes and 41 seconds for your Alabama Crimson Tide. And like you said, Josh, 527 yards of total offense, and we scored a ravenous 34 points. It's a... It's a... Just uh, such a whack job that Bill O'Brien's doing with this talent. Yeah, yeah, and I it's can't uh, wait. I can't wait for that. I ain't gonna say that. That's probably gonna be one of the most that. disappointing takeaways. You take uh, two losses, put them aside. Um, you look. I at, just censored myself for those two people right there. You're yes, welcome. of course. Um, you 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 put the two losses aside. Let's pray it it remains two losses and no more. And you look at the level of talent. You look at what, uh, why Bryce came back, why Will came back, and you say, Bill O'Brien, you're directly responsible for the lack of production for Bryce Young, a Heisman Trophy winner. You are personally responsible for that. You need to own that for the rest of your career. And then Pete, Coach Pete, love you. Love you in the press conferences. but And you've been nominated for the Brawls Award, which I do I don't understand. There's got to be stats I'm not looking at. But right now, just take take one, the turnover margin. <laughs> the chain needs to be taken and thrown into the fire and recast. 
Um, but with that being said, with Will and Dallas and some of the other talent that we have on the defensive side of the ball. Um, how I got we... a real good one right now, but I ain't going to say it either. Okay. Well. It's, uh, it's, it's some sort of object they could melt the uh, turnover chain down into so Pete Golden could go F himself. Okay. With that being said, go to joshmoran.com for all your needs. <laughs> it's time now for our – what's that? Before Sydney comes in. But you've got to blame Coach Saban for like – Yes, sir. Tennessee. You've got to blame him for part of that. You, yes. you never hey, – defense against Tennessee and let this one guy just catch pass after pass after pass or touchdown after touch, and you never change nothing. Never changed nothing. Uh-uh. Is and that Tua? That's um, as much Tua. Tua, look. Tua, Tua Tongue of Viola is on our podcast. <laughs> hey, I'm going to put that in the I'm, – I'm putting Tua. Oh, crap. Uncle Bill, don't hug him that hard. He's going to die. <laughs> well, he's going to be to five your, years old tomorrow. To your credit, Uncle Bill. 35. It's so much more than – just those disappointments, but you're right. When it comes to, I, I will heap all the praise that Coach Saban deserves. Um, you know, it's easy to sit back and be critical as well. But you know, when you when you uh, when you win, you accept the praise, and when you lose, you know, you got to take the feedback, and you got to go do some soul searching and see where maybe you could have hired better, and look what direction the program is going to go into. And there's a lot of factors. I'm about to turn on Saban like uh, the right-wing media done turned on Trump. No, I will no, not. The point I'm trying to make, though, is you've got the greatest college football coach ever. He's a defensive guy. And Tennessee runs the same play over and over and over again, and nothing about our defensive secondary changed. Right. Uh-uh. Why didn't you get up there and knock the dude on his – Behind coming off the line of scrimmage, do something. Don't yes. just let him run down the field wide open. Yeah, they uh, the man if you have to. Yeah, there. It was just a systematic breakdown, and we Jeremy did not. Pruitt. We did not respond. So with Jeremy that being said, Pruitt. we are going Jeremy now Pruitt. to our saving correspondent. Aunt Cindy, come on down. Filling in for Austin Dash today. It is Aunt Cindy, our Saban correspondent. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. Certainly the press conference with Coach Saban and then whatever other little goodies she has for us. So welcome back to the podcast, Aunt Cindy. It is great to have you here. Talk to us about the Saban correspondence. Well, the – um. His little news thing after the game was really short, and he seemed very irritated. I'm just going to say that. Um, They kept asking him about um, injuries, and, of course, he kept saying, I don't have a detailed list of injuries where I can give you an answer. And um, he said that he thought that they played well, he did mention like Will Anderson. He said, y'all keep asking too about Will Anderson. He said, Will Anderson helps everybody and we can't ask him to do any more than he's already doing. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then he talked about Corey Brooks 
And he said that um, as a receiver that he stepped up to make the plays that he needed to. So anyway, but I was listening to these other two guys and um, they were talking about some stuff that I guess like he said and that I thought this was really good because how everybody's been so critical of Bill O'Brien and um, they said that you can't expect Coach Saban to speak out about both of these guys because he wants another team to hire them. So he's not going right. to talk bad about them. And um, they said that he had made a, a remark about how the team in the last two years had basically switched to um, a passing team. Yeah, like, but like that a pro-style passing team, right? that soon. <laughs> so they said that they thought that was an indication that, you know, maybe Bill O'Brien might be out the door a little bit. Well, maybe. don't they sometimes fire uh, coordinators right after the season and have the, the new guys on for the bowls? Sometimes I guess they do that. Right. I'm hoping that's the case. Oh, I think sure. it happened with Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, got he got fired and then uh, Sark stood in for him. But I think at that point Sark was an analyst. And I have not heard lately, you know, we're bringing in, you know, former coaches that need to be their careers to be resurrected. I haven't heard about any, like, analysts coming along. I, I We heard noise about Charlie Strong last year, but I haven't heard any kind of noise about these uh, high-level profile, high-profile coaches that are coming in to be analysts. So I don't know who we have in the tank that would uh, that would be beneficial enough to replace them now. I have to agree with you in, in one sentiment there, Aunt Cindy, that you don't want to speak negatively. Really, when it comes to your coordinators and you being a head coach, you have to keep the dirty laundry inside the house. You cannot do your dirty laundry outside. With that being said, I think it's going to be really difficult for these guys to be hired away um, for like a Power 5 group because you see that everybody has to sit back and say, Okay, he's got Bryce Young. He's got 5,000 receivers on that team. He has an offensive line that you should be able to package together, slide protection, and give Bryce Young time in order to be productive. And all we see are the same routes. Because make no mistake, this is my opinion, they watch players as they run routes. Mm -hmm. But when they go to hire a coach, they got to be watching his play scheme to see what, he, what, what advantage is he giving his team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll have to look at that and say, well, I'm not too impressed with what I see. And, I mean, who's creating separation and how are you taking advantage of their weaknesses? Because we know these other teams that we played have weaknesses. Other people have beaten them. So well, here's the thing. Uh, can't they – is he in a contract? I thought this was his last year. Oh, it's yeah, – it, it's the coaches, most of them – from what I understand, they're on one-year contracts. Yeah, so fire him. Who cares if he's hireable? It he'll has go to be a right to work. <laughs> yeah. he'll, be, he'll go back to the pros, probably. I, I Quincy, you can fire a head coach if their contracts up. You don't need a reason. No, I understand that. I'm saying it's got to be a right to work. Like, And by saying it's a right to work, it's like, okay, well, we're replacing you. So, ask, ask, ask Auburn. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, Bill, you ain't got to go home, but you guys to get the hell out of here, bro. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you with a good, good Lord split you. You, you too, lazy, <laughs> lazy uh, visor-wearing man that supposedly coaches defense. You tag along. So with that, Aunt Cindy, um, I do share that that is a very interesting take that uh, – you know, maybe that's the way it's playing out, or maybe they have some inf inside information. What else you got for us today? They said, um, like, it, when you try to change, like, how they've gone to, like, seem like more passing and stuff like that, they said if it doesn't fit the players that you have, it's like trying to put a square peg in a round hole. That and is it said precisely. that because Bill O'Brien is, like, people are, I guess, like, commenting and stuff about him all the time, that it's really taken – the spotlight sort of off of uh, Pete Golden. So it saved him from criticism because all the criticisms tends to have been more on Bill O'Brien. I don't understand why we can't criticize two people at one time. <laughs> why would anybody just give their energy to one person when they both suck? Which they did ask Coach Saban about Cadillac. And he was very... Um, Cordial, nice. Yeah, he said that he felt like Cadillac was doing a good job, and that the team had played really well the last three games. Which he said, you know, some things about them prior to when you know Cadillac kind of stepped in. But you know, when Coach Saban was at Miami, um, he, um, I think that was right at Miami. Uh, Cadillac. It was between Cadillac and another guy. Ronnie Brown. Ronnie Brown. And, of course, he chose um, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown, Brown over Cadillac. Yeah. So, um, he said that Cadillac was um, a big personality player, you know, when he played the game. And so, that's what he's doing with the team right now. Is He's, you know, he's getting fired up, motivated, and all that stuff. So. Dude, something just blew my mind, bro. What? Bro. Didn't take much. If Nick, if Nick Saban would have just stayed at Miami coaching, he would have coached Tua in the pros. <laughs> That's not true because Tua would have never come to Alabama. You don't know, bro. That's that's true. No. You know, like Uncle Bill said, it takes a very small wind to blow a small pebble over. Cindy, are you going to? You got to tell them about what the... Yes, I was going to tell y'all okay. about watching... <laughs> y'all will love this one. Bo Scarborough and these former Bama players. And which um, I did hear um, some... Well, it was Coach Saban, actually. When he heard, like, what Bo Scarborough had said, he said that it really bothered him and hurt him that former players were... I guess saying these type of things that mm. they didn't see, like you know, the fire and the different things like that, and the players that the former players had had. But here's what these guys were talking about: um, they said that there's no boom, there's no head honcho, that no one wants to step up and take the leadership. They're very undisciplined because of the penalties and stuff like that. And um, they said they're so commercialized. And one of the guys, I don't know which one it was, he said, you want to know what I'm talking about? Just go check out the parking lot. 
Oh my! And so I guess he was referring to, to the automobiles that the players, the players are vehicles, and he said, "Just I told you, it's the NIL, bro. Just check the parking lot, check their Instagrams." He said, "You'll see it because it's all there." And they were talking about the color of the mouthpieces or something. Um, it's pretty racist. They said that when they played, it would have never been allowed. You know, and they're like going in the game, they're not wearing them. And something about um, like long sleeves and I guess like things under their pants that they would wear. They said they never wanted to do that because when they went out on the field, they wanted to show how tough they were by not doing those things. But so they said like, getting um, soft. there's yes. nobody like to walk up and like pop them on the back of the helmet or say, hey, you know, like, like get in their face. You made a mistake. They said there's nobody on the team that's stepping up to do those kinds of things. And so um, they said that. So what um, we have, well, it sounds like what we have is an NIL problem and also a saving, uh, being too nice problem. Yeah. They made it the is what it is. All well, of them, recovery smart ain't nice. All of them agreed you know that they weren't allowed these colored mouthpieces and stuff. And they said, and then they got them stuck up on their helmet, not even in their mouth. Said mm-hmm. we wasn't allowed to do that. They said that the so whole team uh, is out of whack. They said it's more like an individual game, like playing golf, than playing football. Man, Quincy, we got problems too. <laughs> well, and this is. This is, uh, let me set the stage for you here on what it kind of sounds like to me. Um, and this is not true in my case. Uh, I would say I'll dispute it if Josh disagrees with me. Um, <laughs> but generally, you know, when you're a parent and you have kids, your first kids are the ones that uh, you're, you're typically most um, strenuous on. That's where a tremendous amount of the discipline comes in. And the, and the more kids you have you kind of get better at what you do and then you might get a bit lackadaisical when it comes with when it comes to uh you know your younger kids and it sounds to me like these are like older brothers talking about how their younger brothers are not held to the same standard um as they were they're mm-hmm. talking about look dad would never let us get away with this yet we go in and we we look at what's happening and you can see the product on the field and dad's getting soft and not only is dad getting soft when it comes to the kids, but the people that he's surrounding the kids with um, seems that they're soft as well. Because everything everything has kind of transitioned into that we've gone from Scott Cochran to the scientific approach. And it seems as if maybe we've done that on so many levels because, like I say, there are other universities are dealing with the NIL like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're having success, and 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 why is that? Because there is still a certain level of authority when it comes to the coaching structure and the people that they have surrounding the program, and I think that's one of the most difficult things that Coach Saban has had because he has always been the hammer as long as we have known him, and so some of these tools have been um, taken out of his hands. Some of his his biggest allies have left, and that's why I say he's got to he's got to go through the process of recreating himself, like he did the defense um, when the snow huddle offense it, though, became bro? so prevalent. I be, I truly can believe that it? he can because 
what well, how you're do gonna... you go from being how do you go from starting to let people get away with stuff and then go backwards in old age it seems like you the older you get the nicer you get one of the guys is suspended right now off the team uh Harry jackson. Harry jackson the the in the in the interview thing after the game they asked mentioned his name several times and he said he suspended but then it was no details or anything like that so he didn't make the trip to Ole Miss and he wasn't dressed Saturday but these two and, sports, and that's this one sports guy was saying that with the talent that Alabama has and even like with Bryce they said they're so inconsistent on offense because sometimes they can go out there and they might score 50 points and then another game, they might score 20. Like, you're not seeing consistency in, you know, how they're playing and stuff. And so, but that's, it's that, funny listening to former true. players talk because, like, these guys that were on there, I mean, like, they were, like, tough, you know, Alabama players. And even I'm friends with Tyrone Prothrow on social media. And even seeing him when, uh, like, the penalties and the different things like that, it tickles me like things that he will, you know, post on social media. Cause I mean, really he was one of the best receivers like ever, like, you know, back in the day. So um, I get tickled at things that he posts, you know, too. So I guess they're all seeing it and I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but um, well, it's gotta it's gotta be devastating to see something that you have built or had a hand in building be dismantled. Mm-hmm. When there is every advantage in front of you, there's no technology has never been so great. The facility has never been so fresh. The opportunity has never been so fantastic at Alabama to build on the talent that you have there. Um, and I don't, you know, I. What are we? We're just fans. We're family. We're talking about. We're talking about football. Um, you don't know. I mean, it's, how does it change? Where? When does it change? It changes when Coach Saban uses a heavy hand and handles his business, rehires, resets the standard, and then no matter who the player are is, how many stars they have next to their name. No matter what the looming transfer portal says, it's my way or it's the highway. Yeah. So beat the street. And that also it, new also new coaches. Yeah, I'm talking about program wide. I'm talking program wide. That's that is what you have to do to do like a, a major overhaul. And well, you, it, um, sorry to interrupt. It's no go just for like it. Parking lot. I come to practice. I'm a big offensive lineman. You know, I'm all braced up, all this stuff. When I see my quarterback get out of this $100,000 Mercedes, Will Anderson, he's driving around. Now he's, he's dirt poor. He's from a poor family in Georgia. He's driving a $120,000 Porsche. They're getting over a million dollars a year, and I might get a free steak dinner. I'm gonna have a problem. Hey, I've already brought all this stuff up, man. And that's but that's where we're headed. But Coach Saban, I think he's afraid to 
like you're talking about, Quincy, to put the hammer down because these guys will just leave. Well, let yeah, them leave. The transfer, transfer, the transfer portal screwing it up too. It's yeah, every year, oh, but, every year it's free but, agency. But let them. Let, but uh, but you know, I thought that was so good and said, look at the parking lot. Yeah, where the players park. Look, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, okay, if that's the new way the game is being played, play the game. Get rid of the people that don't want to do it yep, the way you but, do it, anyways, and go to the transfer portal. Like the next said that uh, the former players are talking about, it's more like a game of golf with these guys than it is a team sport. It's a and that, neat, right, like right. So you got to get those guys wee, out wee, of there. Wee, 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 wee. Yeah, no, and the he, thing is, is that that comes down to the type of young men that you are recruiting. So you have to under, I think as a coach and and look, I know nothing compared to to coach Saban and let's get that straight. I'm on a family podcast talking sports, but (laughs) when you, you need, it's time that you have, you decide what matters more, the, the five stars um, or the character of the player. And maybe you have to settle. I say settle for a four star and coach him up to a five star, because if hey, you we've don't, we've been getting the top talent forever, man, and that ain't never been a problem. I don't, well, there's a lot of things here that haven't been a problem, but they're problems right. now. So what Saban needs to do is start holding people accountable again. That has nothing to do with the players. He has it, to get the same players and hold them accountable. It has everything to do with the players, Josh. You need to recruit uh, people with character. Uh, I'm not going to go out there and recruit a bunch of three stars when I'm Alabama and I can get the five stars. That's not what they do. If you look at who they recruit, they don't recruit those people. And we've won plenty of championships with recruiting five stars. How, he how needs we, to be, did we win last he year? Needs to crack the whip. Did we he win last year? Did we win last year? No. Did we win this year? Is the program on, a, on an up? Been, how many years has he been there? How many years has the NIL been a 15. factor? How many He's years has the NIL been a factor? 15 years. Six championships. How? In 15 minute, years. You keep on talking, but how many years has what? the NIL been a factor? Two. Two years. Okay. Quincy, and you're acting like I didn't say the NIL was going to be a problem. That's not what I'm acting like. I'm saying that Bro. we're on a trajectory <laughs> downward. Yeah, and we've been talking the last 20 minutes on how to fix it, which is, it all boils down to saving needs to crack the whip and now it looks like we're going to find out this season if he's got another run in him or not because if he don't change things we're done like y'all can go ahead and write it an age done got to him or whatever but if he does not change if this does not look different next year it's over well and i'm and i'm going to say this i'm going to say this i i i'm all for getting the five stars but i put character in front of uh talent when it comes to the people i'm selecting because you want you want guys that are yeah. That that's why you wouldn't. That's why you wouldn't have an Alabama squad every year. I don't agree with that. I don't care what you agree with. Big, you, can't, uh, you, can't, you can't recruit three and four stars when you can recruit five stars every big year. Boy from Mississippi with wasn't a four or five star. That oh Oates, the big defensive lineman this year. Otis he was a three star coming out of. Yeah, I'm just saying that just because those five stars don't always pan out doesn't mean you don't recruit them. But, is but my you only still point. gotta have you still gotta coach them. True. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're making the assumption that all the five stars are the lazy guys. Like, what was Will Anderson coming out of high school? He wasn't a five star. I don't exactly. Think. So I mean, what are we even talking about? You got to recruit the best players available. 
Character matters. Just because you're a three star doesn't mean you you got better character than a five star. What that doesn't even make no you, sense. They need to get the two defensive linemen from Carver and Montgomery because they're going somewhere as a tandem. Now what they need to do is hire that coach and freaking uh Austin P is the offense offensive coordinator. Go out and get Jeremy Pruitt. And uh that coach, that offensive coach, he'll keep your players in line. Uh, because he did not look like he liked any bull crap. Just That's my fair. opinion. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that being said, um, let's get on into uh, the final segment of the show, and this is where we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, football game. First of all, to all you, if you are still listening, it is Happy Thanksgiving week, so have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to eat some stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's going down. It's going to get to the chopper. Um, so this week, uh, Aunt Cindy, we take on the Auburn Tigers uh, from the southern part of the state. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that game. Um, Southeast. You know. Over in Georgia. Well. Yeah. Carve it out. Okay. Here's what I found out. Auburn's points per game Hello? is 24.55. Their Hello? opponents is 27.73. Oh, my God. Let, let me just – let me stop here right there. Guys, <laughs> we could be Auburn. I'm sorry, Coach Saban. Forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I'm sorry. We could be Auburn. Okay, Anthony, keep going. So their total points so far this year are 270, and their opponents is 305. So their first downs for the thus far are 196. So 105 of those are rushing, 84 passing, and seven from penalties. Their opponent's first downs are 219, 99 from rushing, 103 from passing, and 17 penalties. So their times of possession is 30 minutes and 9 seconds per game. Their opponent's is 29 minutes and about 50 seconds. Pretty flat there. Yeah, so we came across this, and I thought this was good. I thought I sent it to you guys. The best Tennessee team in 20 years now has the same record as the worst Alabama team in 20 years. <laughs> you sure did send that to us, and I thought, man, I celebrated with that. It, that was so fantastic. You know, the, who's best? Whose best team was it? Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee's best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah. And now they, now their whole season's wasted. So. Yeah. No national championship. <laughs> Man, what a difference one player can make. Yeah, I, th I thought that was just fantastic that their best team in 20 years got the hey, same record hey, as our up. worst team. Hooker got, Hooker got hurt after they were getting their butt kicked. Right. Mm -hmm. That's true. 
Well, I thought you just said it. What a difference a player one player makes. What, what, what was that? You said their season is done. Hey, yeah, they've got two losses. They've got two losses. That's what I meant. Bandy's going to give them all they want this week. Yeah, they just (laughs) took care of the Florida Gators. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Gators. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, come on. (laughs) Well, (laughs) when I look at um, Kentucky, come on, man. Vanderbilt. I know it's changed over the over the course of the last uh, three weeks, but you know, three weeks ago or so, we looked at Alabama's points per game, and they were sitting at forty three. Um, we just put up twenty eight or thirty four points against a against a massive opponent in Austin P. So, Uncle Bill, what's going to be different this week? Do you think we played down to our competition? I know they cycled a lot of players in and out. Do you think we play Don't down we to do our competition when it comes to, to Austin P? Um, what do you think happens? What kind of competitive fervor do we have for Bryce Young and uh, Will Anderson's last game as uh, Alabama Crimson Tide? Uh, I think they just played down to the competition. I don't think they really practiced hard. Now, Coach we're, talking about this, we're talking about this week. No, I, he knows the question I asked him because he listened to it. Yeah, Josh. So zip your lip. Um, All right, whatever. uh, (laughs) I just think that they just took them lightly. I don't think they had respect for them. Said, "Ho hum, we we're Alabama. We'll show up. We'll take care of business." Did you see this car that I drove here? You mother, you ain't you're below me. I'm gonna uh, whoop your tail. Coach Saban says every game is an an important game. Like uh, mm-hmm. Rice said, he got a taste of the Iron Bowl last year, so he knows what it is. So we're gonna mm-hmm. be ready. We're gonna oh, be yeah, ready. We're gonna be, uh, yeah, we're gonna be ready. You know it. You know, I one of the things that uh, I listened to in the press conference with Coach Saban is one of the reporters asked him a question, and it supremely irked him. You could tell it irritated the fire out of him. He said, "Yeah," and I'm paraphrasing. Coach, uh, any explanation for why you had to keep the starters in? Yeah, through the fourth quarter. <laughs> And Coach Saban was none too happy about it. And he's like, well, we want to give, you know, Jalen an opportunity to play with the number ones, you know, which is all well and good. But uh, I think we know. I think we know. Yeah, because they sucked. Because they are just not improving. But they are right now they are willing. They're winning on talent. They're winning we're freaking nine. And, we're nine and two, and we're melting down like this is the end of the world. <laughs> and, and you very got, well, eleven and zero. You got teams like UCLA, or you know, all these other teams who just kill for that record. It's pretty mm-hmm. funny. Fair point. All right, Josh, they'd what are your on, thoughts? They'd be on another podcast going, man. I can't believe this season. It's been a great one. I think we need to keep the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. They've been killing it this year. We're nine and two. No doubt. No, you've you've actually made that point quite brilliantly throughout this podcast that uh you know, we're we're crying in our Cheerios about losing two games and uh how do these other teams even get up for the season when it comes around? Namely, uh those West Virginia Mountaineers. Um, no, I mean, like, think about it, though. Like, if your whole goal is to play college football and win a national championship, 
how do you wake up as say a Nebraska fan <laughs> and be happy? I don't. <laughs> it's ain't the nineties, but it's kind of like that. Like, how did we do it back in the late nineties? Could be a Miami oh. Hurricane fan. Hey, two losses is nothing compared to what the team went through. You know, uh, back exactly. in the day. Yeah, I just can't imagine what that was like. I believe if it gets that way again, I'm. I don't know what I'm going to do. It was to not be able to watch any winning football in the weekend. It was hard. Well, Josh, as we uh, as we begin to close out this podcast, I just uh, what are what's the over under on you actually being interested in this particular football game this weekend? Um, it's going to be Thanksgiving, uh, Friendsgiving Day, so I like that. Um. I'll probably have some uh, some adult beverages, so some, some libations, okay, something like that. That'll probably get me into it a little bit. And it's Auburn. I want to whoop their butt. We do want to systematically dismantle their entire program <laughs> and lobby that they lose the next ten to fifteen thousand games. I want to. Uh, I want to whoop Auburn's. Ass so bad that when we're done, Cadillac Williams sounds like Obama. <laughs> we well, beat them so bad oh. that he that he gets he, articulate. He, yes, he gets. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about that, but it's it is pretty funny. <laughs> it's mean. I mean, it's a mean joke, but it, it's just funny. I'm sorry, it's funny. Well, where's Cadillac from? He's from where Cadillac. we live. Okay, because I, I got to say, you know, there are folks that talk to my dad that will say, what did he say? Like, he's not articulate. And, you know, I'm I'm familiar with the dialect, so it's just like, you know. Okay, Quincy, let me rephrase it. Smart. Oh. Well, he can talk a lot three. better now than he could when he, he could come out of high school and go into Auburn. I mean, he's not your typical... I guess everybody's not eloquent in their speaking, but yeah, this all this all just do what we have to do and say sorry for whoever I'm offended. Which I don't really he's care. Doing, you know, he's doing so much better. Everybody mm-hmm. like from around here because you know he played at the high school here, and don't um, care. Roll time. Everybody's you know really behind him. You know, rooting for him. Um. Everybody wants him to be the head coach. <laughs> yeah, until he goes for it on uh, fourth down, he thought it was third down. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't know how it's going to. Well, that that Auburn math, that would be right on the money, you know, based on the right. university. Yeah, So, I mean, what can you say? The thing is, is that could, could you ever even trust Cadillac with anything? He went to Auburn. I mean, come on. Look, I just made a funny though. joke, and everybody just had to freaking say they're sorry about everything. Just, nobody, come on, nobody's apologizing. I, I thought it was a funny yeah, joke. It's, Cindy apologized because Cadillac's from where they're from and all that. Screw that guy. Yeah, it's almost it's 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 almost like telling boy, your uh, you know he was a great roll player. Died all day long. All I did day. have him in fantasy. A <laughs> he was a good he player. Was, he was a good player. Yeah. Was a good player. Sound like he, you know, ran into a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, he, that he did. In the great <laughs> That's what part. I'm talking about. All right, let's get some predictions going here, and then I'm going to close out the show talking to my brother Josh Moran about 
Moran Brothers and the reemergence, his health journey, and where he's at. So we'll take that. All right, let's see. Uncle Bill. I didn't say I, didn't say I would talk specifically about myself. It's out there now. We can't take it back. <laughs> okay, Uncle Bill, Alabama, Auburn, 2022. 37-13. Aunt Cindy. Based on statistics, <laughs> I'm going to say 24-21 Alabama. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She did not that wacky backer. I agree with her. Josh. I agree with her. All right, Josh. She's in there Is smoking that, that wacky backer since I left the room. She's been crushing the hippie hey, lettuce. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Cindy, you got any extra? You got uh, how much for 40? <laughs> All right, Josh, what is your take? Alabama-Auburn 2022, the Tide take on Auburn in T-Town, Tuscaloosa. What time is the game? 2.30, Quincy. Get it together. 2.30. Is it on CBS? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm gonna I turn the sound it. down. <laughs> oh, I hate watching on, it on CBS. What do you got, Josh? Uh, twenty-eight, twenty-seven. Okay. Why wouldn't we go out with a struggle game? All right. With that, you know what Quincy's gonna do. Quincy is going forty-two to twenty-one. Alabama. We're at home. Boy, boy. What'd you say? 40, 42-21. Oh, We're at home. Scored 21 points. That quarterback couldn't hit the broad side. He couldn't hit the house with a pass. He's oh, going to on he's, Saturday because he's playing he, Bama, bro. Because he's playing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, look. <laughs> look. He, he can't throw the ball. Right now, he Josh Heupel. You're going to have to do what I did earlier in the year and eat a lot of crow. He right, hey, look. That's all you need to know. Right now, Josh Heupel is FaceTiming Cadillac Williams and teaching him how to throw touchdowns to one guy. Yeah, I'm sure Five that's times. what's going on. Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, because Cadillac can learn that much in three days. We know that. <laughs> you got to have Stop. a quarterback that can throw it to him. Stop, guys. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Now, you're going right. to see a lot of effort. Let's hope that Alabama closes out the end of the season with a bang and prepares for – you know what? Let's go with this. Who is going to be – okay, if we do not go to the playoffs by some weird miracle, let's get your vote. And, Cindy, who is going to be Alabama's starting quarterback in the bowl game? Is this if Bryce Young don't play? No. Yeah, if we don't go to the playoffs. last game, right? Yes, ma'am. <sighs> Um, one of the guys played Saturday. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is it going to be is it going to be uh, Milrow or Ty Simpson? Ty Simpson. I think so. Yeah, we'll say that Ty Simpson. Uncle Bill, to speak to speak it into existence. Here's, here's my take: If O'Brien's still there, it'll be Milrow and. O'Brien's gone, it'll be tight. So you're going Milrow. What, what refer going back to what Cindy said, Coach Saban said that the spread and the RPO 
they got to get back to that. So that lets you know that yeah. Bob is gone. Well, that's a, and that that is the thing, and that that's some of the the criticism that I've heard, even from Greg McElroy, is that Bill O'Brien will insist. This is all hearsay, so don't take it as fact. Bill O'Brien will insist on running his system, no matter the players, and he will not adapt his system to the talent of the players on the field. And that, and I think that is very, very evident based on the product on the field. So, Josh, wake up. He ain't texting. Oh, you're texting me. I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not asleep, dude. What are you talking about? Okay. Well, hey, that's y'all, it. Question, real, real quick. Uh, there's these things at uh, Costco called uh, Fit Zip Fizz Healthy Energy Drinks. Yeah. Bro, you need to go to Costco and grab them. Okay. Like thirty dollars. They they come in a little tube, uh, and you put it in like sixteen to twenty ounces of cold water. Mix it up. They have it's got every vitamin you could think of, and it's got enough B twelve in it. It's like you went to the doctor and they gave you a shot. Yeah. And a hundred milligrams of caffeine. Well, how do they how do they sweeten it? Because that's a big deal to me. It tastes just like fruit punch. There's a there's five different flavors, but I got the three pack, which is grape, this is mango, and fruit. What? The, que- the question is, what do they use to sweeten it? Uh, I can go look. One second. Yeah, hey, what? Why you? Hey, you, you know they, these freaking Californians have to ask you, where do you to sweeten it? I'm hey, not a Californian. Well, is it is it vegan? Does it have gluten in it? Oh my God! I have to check. The hey, ingredients. where is where is Tom Herman? Huh? Where is Tom Herman? I do the same. Ooh, thing. Ooh, that's a great question. Where is he? Who is he coaching for? Do you know? Let me go look. Josh, while you're looking up, do they use sucralose or stevia to sweeten that? Man, I don't know, dude. Tom Herman. I'm looking. I'm trying to. Uh, current job. All right, let's see. Ooh, man, that's exciting. He's an offensive analyst. He's an offensive analyst for the Chicago Bears. Guess who's coming to T-Town, baby? Tom <laughs> Quincy, so Herman. You want, you, want Tom, you want Tom Herman who just failed miserably to come instead of the guy from Austin P. Yeah, I do. Well, You're the reason I was asked, that name was thrown out on the, the zone last night on 3340, the sports Man. show that comes on. And even that, Sarkeesian's name was thrown out there. I wish. Even a couple of names for Auburn head coach were thrown out. Like, like who are, who are they talking about for Auburn's head coach? Like Dabo. Dabo? No. If Don't you can. dare, Dabo. Don't you dare, Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> who said they were coming? Who said Dabo? That's what those guys on the zone said last night. Dabo don't want none of Jimmy Rain. Lord have mercy. Let's hope not. Josh, did you find out? Dabo to Auburn? Dabo to Auburn? That's just a name that popped up. From who? The sports dudes were talking about it last night. Well, well, they're stupid. And Lane Kiffin. Like, they don't even need to be on TV if they're saying that. They keep saying Lane Kiffin's going to be the money. Honestly, if if you're of the opinion that you think Hmm. I think Dabo would leave Clemson and come to the place he hates the most. 
uh, that's you're ignorant. Hugh Speaking Frank, of another one too. Speaking of coaches, props to Primetime for taking his team undefeated in the regular season. Booyah! What? Deion Sanders. Oh yeah, he's the name oh, is even too, Quincy. Yeah, but I, don't uh, care about this. I saw today uh, Deion' was, uh, name was it Colorado and somewhere else. Yeah, was I? I can't remember either. Two uh, two different universities. He wasn't even uh, Auburn was not even on his radar. Uh, based on what we see. Auburn. And I don't blame him. I don't blame him for that. Well, Josh, while you're looking for that zip fizz information, I do want to give a plug to um, Russell Athletic Wear at your local. Found it. Okay, look at it. I'm gonna I'm, gonna I'm gonna give a plug to this Russell Athletic Wear. They the sweatpants they're carrying right now. They have two different types. Both have 360 technology, but this particular sweatpants I'm wearing today, guys, go out and get a pair. Um, they are terry cloth joggers, and I'm going to tell you what, some of the most comfortable sweatpants on the planet. You can wear them to go to the gym during the cold winter seasons. Um, they fit right in all the right places. Plenty of stretch very comfortable deep pockets, and you will not be upset for spending $23 plus tax. Did I miss something? Are you doing an actual ad for Russell? I'm just giving a plug to something that I found that works Okay, so they're not paying you then because it sounds like you – I mean, it sounds like an actual ad. You were giving a plug for this whatever. I'm not saying anything. I was asking <laughs> if he had somebody paying to sponsor him because it sounded like a pretty good ad. No, no I was just drink you're talking about. <laughs> I was just practicing. Well, hey, um, no, no ad for free, dude. No, I was practicing because I think anytime you find something that works, like those Wrangler shorts that we wear, man, you got to pu- you have to push those along to the peeps. I'm not getting paid well, for that. I paid out. for my for my sweatpants. Hey, real quick, I got the new. Uh, what were you asking? If it's, it's is it sweetened, sweetened with, with what? sucralose or stevia? How the hell do you find that? It's in the, it's in, the uh, in the ingredients list there, champ. Citric acid, glucose polymers, potassium carbonate, tartaric acid, calcium ascorbate, natural grape flavor, magnesium amino acid chillet, potassium, sodium. I don't see any of that. Hang on, hang on. It's kind of boring. I'm reading everything. I do not see anything what you're talking about. Nope. It's called Zip Fizz, huh? Zip Fizz, yeah. So it's an electrolyte zip. It's got 950 milligrams of potassium. It's got uh, 2,500 milligrams or MCGs of vitamin B12, dude. It's ridiculous. Is that that safe for you to be drinking? Probably not. (laughs) Why? It's probably for adults. <laughs> oh, you mean because hey, I'm fat, Quincy? What the, no, what the hell? Why do you Why do you think that way, dude? What hey, am I supposed to think? Uh, what do you mean? Have you seen your uncle lately? <laughs> I ain't, I ain't no hundred and sixty pound dude. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it's it's sweetened with uh, sucralose, so your brother will not be drinking it. How do you know that? Thank you for that, because I'm looking at the ingredients list right now. So what's your reason for not being able to drink that? Okay, let's get into this real quick, and we'll save the other talk for later. When it comes to to the body's hormones and your ability 
to effectively lose weight and balance your hormones, sucralose um, is one of those sweeteners that's 600 times sweeter than sugar. So when you drink it, uh-huh. while it's not causing any kind of a spike in your blood sugar, it does cause your brain to spike insulin. And insulin is the fat hormone for storage. So while it seems like it's not a big deal, and it's generally not for people who are very insulin uh, sensitive, um, in your current state, my current state, it can negatively impact your ability to drop unwanted pounds because you consistently spike your insulin. It's not a good thing. So stevia doesn't uh, doesn't really have the same impact based on the research I understand. Man, they say that about every one of these things. Everything's bad for you, honestly. They they really do say that. Another thing too, even, if you even can, the stuff they say is good for you, they say it's bad for you. In a while, go ahead, Aunt Cindy. If you can buy things that are um, don't have high fructose corn syrup in it. Oh yeah. Oh, like, yeah, you got to get away from that. Take your labels from that for that because high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup. Is that in uh, Pepsi Max? No. Well, it's in foods and drinks and different things like that. It's yeah, a. I don't, I don't, it's I don't a. It's a high caliber sweetener that's derived from corn, and that's in like your regular sodas. But anything that's going to be a zero is generally going to be sweetened with sucralose. So I do drink it on the weekend. But not am I ever? Oh, Diet Coke has sucralose. It does. Man, I ain't giving up sucralose, bro. <laughs> Heck no, dude. <laughs> no. All right, guys. We have our predictions. It is officially hate week. It's also love week because we're having Thanksgiving. We have had Wild Bill, his Bama bullet points. We had have we have had the majestic Aunt Cindy. Here as our Saban correspondent, we have had the one and only Josh Moran from the the worldwide phenomenon tandem, the Moran brothers, and I am Quincy Moran, and this is the BS Podcast. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody! In Roll Tide. Happy Roll Tide. Happy Thanksgiving. Auburn, I football hate you for the rest of my life. I hate them.